Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan, and it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. All right, so I wanted to dive in on this a little bit, and I had a theory, thanks to a Tolo yesterday that texted in, and I was like, okay, and they said, I think that John Smoltz thinks the Rangers bought this team and that he doesn't like those types of teams. And I was like, why wouldn't he? Like, what's? Let me try and figure this out. So, there's some legitimacy. There is more than some and legitimacy to the Rangers buying this team. They definitely did. That might that might be a cruel reality that we have to face, and we, we could discuss that at the end of this conversation here. Let's go ahead and hit uh, cut number thirty-three real quick uh, on the Rangers only have one way to win. What Texas does is looks for the moment to explode, add on, and crush you. What Arizona does when they've got the lead, they just get more chaotic and put more pressure on the base pass. They don't- All right, so that crush you part, may, he was making them sound like uh, the Empire, the evil Empire, okay. right? Like they're trying to do this, but these scrappy guys of rebels, they're out there trying to win yeah. everything. Uh, then let's go to cut 35 real quick for this too. Like, how do you describe the Texas Rangers? And you know what I say? They got the it factor. Well, what is it? It's something special in their clubhouse that's manifested by their manager. Same thing for the Arizona Diamondbacks, but more of an underdog. Seeker down on strikes. Two away. The Texas Rangers were kind of built to be here. The Diamondbacks were a work in progress. All right. And that work- Perfect. So that line right there of the Rangers were kind of built to be yeah. here. Although starting this season, nobody anticipated they would be here. Nobody in this city. I mean, there might be one Tolo who really knew it. I get, hey, congratulations. But nobody really thought that. Around the league, around the rest of the league, everybody thought, hey, this is what it is. So I wanted to look into why would he be this way towards this team? Everything we hear from John Smoltz during the World Series is about all these great stories regarding Arizona and the Rangers. It's like, you know, they were kind of built for this. They're kind of pieced together as a, to be a champion, even though they were underdogs in every single series coming up so far. So I went to look at John Smoltz's career. And, Mike, you might need to help me out with the early 90s right. stuff. Kevin and I went through the mid-90s area. John Smoltz starts in 1988. That's when he starts playing. He's there through 2009. Traded from Detroit to Atlanta for my dad's friend, Doyle Alexander. There you go. Uh, 1991, uh, World Series lost to the Twins. Can you tell me, were the Twins a paid-for team, or was that a homegrown team? Pretty much homegrown. I mean, it was was typical in that point. There weren't many, like, big-time salaried teams back then. Okay. Yeah, man. Kirby Puckett, Kent Herbeck. 
Frank Sweet Music Viola leading the way. Al Newman. Uh, 1992 World Series loss to the Blue Jays. Blue Jays a built four team, or were they kind of a both? They did have some big time guys that they had that they had brought over, but they also had some homegrown guys like Kelly Gruber. All right, that were there. John Olerud. 93. Know, so. They lose the NL championship to the Phillies. I don't have any thoughts on that team. I don't really. That did that team go on and win the World Series too? The Phillies. They, they were. Uh, they lo- that was Joe Carter hit the home run yeah. against yep. them. But yeah, I mean the it Phillies were will, a scrappy yeah. team. That's Pete and Cavillia when we talked to him. Yeah. You know, he loves those guys because it was a bunch of kind of not. Big time names, but they came together and won a lot of games and probably drank a lot and scrapped a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> here's where it I gets kind of here's where it gets kind of juicy. All right, so they they finally win in 1995 against the Cleveland at the time Indians, now Guardians. So they finally win their World Series in 1996. The team with the number one payroll is the New York Yankees. The team with the number three payroll is the Arizona or the Atlanta Braves. They lose to the Yankees in 1996 in the World Series. In 1997, the Marlins go out and essentially buy a baseball team to win the championship. And, Mike, you talk about how nobody can, nobody's doing that. Nobody can buy it. That one time, they did it. We talk about that a lot. That was the one a, right. a weird outlier where they did it. But the Yankees, every year that they beat the, the Braves, 96, they beat them also in 1999, they always had the number one payroll. So in 96, the Yankees beat them in the World Series with the number one payroll. The Florida Marlins had the number seven payroll that year, and they lose in the NL championship. The Marlins go on to win the World Series. Right around this time, they had just won in 95. This was their chance to be a dynasty. Yeah, They could have been a dynasty, and for the long time, Correct me if I'm wrong. The Atlanta Braves were pretty much a homegrown team, too. A lot of their team Except was Maddox, that way. There's a lot of... Yeah, yeah, that was a trade piece that came along with it, and he was the highest-paid player on that roster. Their pitching was mostly like uh, the Steve Avery, uh, Tom Glavin. Those guys all came up together. The next year, 1998, uh, they lose to the Padres, coached by oh, Bruce Bochy, with a team of Ken Caminiti, Tony Gwynn, Hoffman, I think, was a homegrown guy, too. Yeah. Kevin Brown. Kevin Brown was on that team. He was a paid for. There was a lot of money invested in that team. Now, they don't end up winning the World Series, but they do beat the the Atlanta Braves and move on to the World Series. And then again, in 1999, they uh, beat the Yank- or they lose to the Yankees, who had the number one payroll at the time. And then in 2001, they lose to the NL, cha- uh, NL championship to the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks were eighth in payroll that year. The Braves sixth. The Yankees won. But guess why he doesn't hate the Diamondbacks? Because they beat the Yankees, Because they right? beat the Yankees in the World Series that year. Aww. So the more I look into this, this just seems to feel like this is a guy who at that time was like, this is our time. This is our chance to be a dynasty team. And they're out there buying teams. The Yankees were always out there in payroll because they were. They were making big trades. They were adding big pieces. Uh, somebody did point out, yeah, Greg Vaughn was on that uh, that uh, Padres team back then, too. He was a bot piece. So I wonder if when he's looking at this team, if he's saying, look, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and I know you can point to little pieces that you're like, oh, Evan Longoria, he's not some uh, drafted piece by them. He's making peanuts. Like, he's making, I think, $5 million on a one-year contract. He's a piece that they threw in. Corbin Carroll, drafted. You go look at their p- pitching staff, drafted, created. They built this thing. 
And so I think he just, as he was going through, he went, he always looked at the Rangers as a team that was trying to buy something. They bought A-Rod. Uh, they, they, they spent a lot of money. They were always high up there in payroll. Maybe also they didn't uh, help him and during contract negotiations with the Braves. Like they weren't out there trying to throw money at him. But he, I think he decided my team was a team that was trying to win the right way, building a championship team. We talk about this with the Mavericks, with the NBA a lot too. The right way is to draft your talent, grow it, and then it develops into something. The Rangers this year are a team that said, we're going to fast forward that. They fast forwarded it by going and getting Seager and Simeon. And then they said, now we don't have pitching. We stink at pitching. We need to go buy some pitching, which that's what you do. You fill your holes with something that you that you can spend money on. And this year, Ray Davis said, I'm opening this up. I'm giving this opportunity to, to go spend and go get whoever you want. Go get Jacob deGrom. I don't care if he's injury prone. You go get that guy. He's the best pitcher available. We're, we're making an effort. We're telling our fans that we are going to go out there and spend whatever it takes because we've heard that line before. Uh, you don't know the size of a check that I would write in order to win a championship for this team. Right. And Ray Davis said, I'm going to follow that up. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I'm going to actually do this. So I'm looking at this, and this is why I think that John Smoltz has something. I don't think it's really a, a real bitter thing towards any in particular person in the organization as much as it is just the idea that the Rangers are the empire with all the money, and he's saying, you know what, this is the cool underdog story, and we're going to root for these guys because my team's lost to those teams. And he, he has this little, is it a Napoleon complex here where he feels like he's the small man in the room and he's trying to really give it to the Rangers fans right now. This is... This is fascinating and maybe somewhat polarizing for people, but I, I I think back to when we had John Smoltz on. Was it during the Orioles series? Yeah, early on, right yeah. before it started or, or a game into it pretty and, much. And he said that every team thinks he's against their team. So I would be fascinated to get like the pulse of what the Arizona people are thinking right now. They're like, God, he won't stop sh- talking about Texas. Or Baltimore Shut up. or Houston, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, because it, it just doesn't feel like I'm I was a big John Smoltz fan coming into these playoffs. I love listening to him. I still think he gives you great insight. He's yeah. just definitely doing it from the Diamondbacks, Astros and Baltimore's perspective. I, I don't know why he's doing it that way. Obviously, Corey puts out a theory on that he does not like that this is somewhat of a bot team. If you look at first base, and I'm not saying we bought Nate Lowe. I mean, no, at that point, nobody really wanted Nate Lowe, and the Rangers took a chance on him when Tampa decided he's not as good as uh, – I forget that guy's name uh, – Joy Man Choi. Or I, I'm, I know I'm saying it wrong. I'm yeah, sorry, but – I can't help you But there. it was, a, I think, a Korean first baseman. What, G-Man Choi is what you're G-Man Choi, yeah. thank you. Uh, obviously, Simeon bought, Seager bought, Young developed, Leote developed, Garcia – I mean, not really bought, but from another organization. I honestly think with people like that, and you mentioned Lowe, if nobody else wants that person or very few yeah, do. They're a minor leaguer. I You're picking think, up a minor leaguer. I think that should count just fine. I do want to point out also, Evan Carter. 96, the losses. to uh, John Smoltz won four straight games in the playoffs, lost to the Yankees in Game 5 in the World Series. 
97, lost game three to the uh, the Florida Marlins. 98, won game five, lost game two to the Padres. 99, loses game four to the Yankees and loses game five uh, to the Diamondbacks. I think there's also this bitterness of the team with all the riches is the team. Now, if you're say, if you're laughing and you're saying... The thing is, is the Braves, I know they developed that team, but they paid a crap ton for that team for a oh, decade. Again, Mike, third, fifth, third, third, sixth in payroll. Every year that this dynasty was there, they were paying a lot in payroll for sure, but they were losing to the team that paid just a little bit more that went out. And so I think he looks at it that way. And again, I know they had the David Justices. They had the, the was it a Jordans? They had a bunch of guys, Brian Jordans, that they did add to their team. And I don't think he looks at it. He looks at that as a problem. I think he's like, yeah, but the core of that team was built on the foundation of their drafting. And, you know, the, at the Braves policy has been, to draft very well, even over these last few years, too. We talk about that. But when you're looking at this Rangers team, we see the core of Evan Carter. We see the core of Josh Young. We see those, you know, those those pieces that were like, no, that's the future of this franchise. But the Simeons and Seegers that they purchased, that was just something that was last year a part of a bad team and has now converted into something good because they went and got a great manager and added really strong pieces that they knew would help them win. A couple of other thoughts about that. I see some people saying maybe he just doesn't like Greg Maddox and the Maddox fans. <laughs> that's, that's a good theory, too. Yeah. Or also, maybe he's mad at the Rangers for not picking off the Yankees in 96, 98, <laughs> that's, Yeah, that's a good, that's he's a like, good thought. You could have gone back in time and stopped all of this if you would have just <laughs> defeated the Yankees. Yeah, so I, so again, I'm, I'm not watching and like in intentionally hating John Smoltz through this. I admire John Smoltz as a player. I thought he was fantastic. I really enjoyed watching him pitch the way that he pitched. I'm watching this series and I'm just watching it through a Rangers lens, obviously, but I'm not hating the way John Smoltz is talking about the team. I know Sean and Bobby are picking up on every little thing. And I see that that's, I mean, I get what's going on there, Uh, but I was just trying to make sense out of it in some way. And that's kind of the only thing I could come up with. Maybe there's something else out there. Now tonight is Halloween. All right, I know this is transition time. Halloween time is happening, and I've been working with Lucy, all right, working with Lucy on her approach here, all right? the And I, I regret I regret awfully not getting audio of this for you guys. Oh. My apologies. Okay. I know Reggie loves Lucy audio. He always uses it. It's true. Uh, Especially if a trade came down and you have to hit the breaking news. Yeah, now. exactly, but we can't hit it. Unless there actually is some breaking news. Good so we point. can't we can't mm, throw people off true. there. Very true. But does that button work or is it broke? <laughs> <laughs> the um, Oh my god. I, I said, okay, so she is going as Taylor Swift. Uh oh. which this has been her plan. The other day, she'll get her microphone. How are you dressing? Give me an idea. There's of how... a shirt from her era's tour that she has that okay. says something on it. Some oh. black sparkly shorts and a hat. And I know she's gonna need to wear some pants tonight. Um because it's gonna be cold. But every night she gets her microphone and it has a little speaker on it. And she goes into Adrian's bathroom and stands in the mirror and sings uh, Taylor Swift songs in the mirror and awesome. just plays the playlist and sings and everything. The other day she said, my singing's horrible. So I've been practicing on it. And I was like, what? This That's is, right. This is self-assessment here. Yeah, no, exactly. If, and I was like, hold on, you think you can't sing? And she goes, no, no, in choir, I'm great. There you go. She said, but whenever I'm singing Swift songs by myself, I, I, I don't sound that great. Yeah, please understand, this isn't a lack of self-confidence. <laughs> no, no, she has some. And so, so that's what her plan is tonight. So here's one of the things I've been working with her saying, hey, how are you, what's your approach when you get to the door tonight? 
And I, I, we've walked through it. And what I'll do is she'll, she'll say, knock, knock, knock. And I'll say, oh, hey, how's it going? What are you supposed to be? And she says she's Taylor Swift. And I say, I love Taylor Swift. What's her favorite song? Can you sing some for me? And then she sings Shake It Off. So we've been practicing on her singing a little bit of Shake It Off. So that's the one that goes like, burp, 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 burp. that's what people say. Yes, that's exactly. Nice okay. job, God, Kevin. That Very took you good. a while to get there, but yeah. That's how the, in the song it goes. Burp, 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 burp. And then so I'm pretty confident. About but what that. are you really trying to get when you're when you're up there in front of these people passing out candy? You're trying to get the best candy out of For that sure. bag, that bucket that they have. Or right. If they have a hidden full bar. Or something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is the line that I gave her because the next line is that was fantastic. Thank you so much. What's Taylor Swift's favorite candy? And so Lucy delivers the line premium chocolate. And so oh that's where that person now digs into this basket <laughs> or bucket and pulls out the best candy bar, which is obviously the Almond Joy, and puts it in Lucy's oh, bag. And then we no. all have a fantastic evening with premium chocolate. Why did but you thought, do like, that to her? Premium chocolate would be like, is that Lindell's or yeah, something like that? Yeah, that's fine, too. Yeah, whatever the best chocolate they have. Because nobody wants any gumdrops. We don't want that honeybee thing that you keep throwing around out there. <laughs> nobody wants that crap. We want premium chocolate. Chico Stick, get that out of here. I love it, but I want premium chocolate. Yeah, Use I know you got a tall back there. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I want something good. Is there any chance you should include Encore to her repertoire and then she would <laughs> sing again? They'd be like, that deserves even Another more Another Almond Joy, the best candy bar. Oh, man. Stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I was with you until that very last part. That would be amazing if they're like, oh, that was great. And then Lisa's like, song's not over. <laughs> She's like, you got to wait. wait till intermission. Yeah. <laughs> We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, I got a couple more World Series factoids for you, but also any given Saturday, upsets, expletives, and the dangers of snowballs. Let's talk about it next right here on the fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan, where Corey has started a candy war. All the joy is my favorite candy bar from Halloween time, (laughs) and nobody in my house is going to eat them, so I take them out of their bags. From the 817, All the Joy. What about Reese's? From the 214, All the Joy. Does 100 grand not exist? And he even saw somebody shouting out for licorice. As being their favorite that's candy. That's disgusting. What are you doing? That. I didn't say me. Name one I, child that's walking up to the front of uh, somebody's door going, do you have any licorice? No. They probably have Oliver to be Twist. fancy yeah, like that, That was right? back when England ran our country. Yeah. By the way, Vikings are trading guard Ezra Cleveland to the Jaguars for a day three pick. Do you think it's because they think they have somebody on the roster that's better than Ezra? Is that a Detroit Lions joke? That's a music joke. Kevin, would you like to give Norm McDonald the credit for that one? It's the greatest joke in the history of Saturday Night Live. All right. Dead. I, I got a that's true. I got a quick World Series note for you before we get into some college football stuff. Is game three, two hours and fifty two minutes. It was the shortest World Series game in six years which is pretty wild to think about. Rangers threw 114 pitches as a team. Which is crazy low. And it's the first first time that the first two games of the World Series, going back a little bit, have been sub-three hours since 2006. Wow. So you're seeing the effects of all the changes. Really, really, they're evident with the time and everything like that. And this is now the most sub-three-hour games in a postseason since 1981. 
and more than they I had. I wasn't even born. I, I guess I was born. You were born point. by yeah. then, yeah, but wow. just barely. And this is more than the total number of sub three hour postseason games in the last six years combined. Gotta love it, man. You gotta I love really do. baseball. It's Absolutely, been great. I really do. Right I- now, it's time for any given Saturday. And as always, we bring in Carter Freeman for assistance with our any given Saturday coverage. Carter. I know it stings. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to like this cut you're about to play. Well, let's go ahead and fire up cut number 21. I'm sorry, but it was a big story. Three seconds separating Kansas from a moment of historical significance. Three-step drop. Gabriel steps up, lobs to the end zone. It's tipped in the air and knocked away. KU's going to win it. (laughs) KU's going to win. Oklahoma goes down. And for the first time in nearly 30 years, Kansas with a regular season top 10 victory. Danny Manning, that a baby. You Greg Oster, 1988 Final Four over OU, like right? Yes. Rookie Blaylock is, in your face, Stacy King. I guess. I mean, those are all people from those schools. I, I hear you. That was an eight. OU had won 18 straight over the span of 26 years against Kansas. This is the highest ranked opponent Kansas has beaten since Virginia Tech in the 2008 Orange Bowl. Carter. Corey, what happened to your team? A lot. I was never able to pick it back up uh, after the rain delay. So once it went into rain delay, I couldn't find the game again because it kind of left for a little bit. So I just saw them kind of make their way back, and I was feeling pretty good. I was like, all right, we got this thing. I was keeping up with the score online. And uh, And then at the end of the game, I thought, all right, a couple minutes left. They got this thing taken care of. The defense didn't do its job. No, and uh, right around the two-minute mark, uh, Jason Bean, the uh, backup quarterback for Kansas, threw a pick right to uh, one of our defensive ends, which I feel like if you throw a pick to a defensive end, like you're going to lose that yeah, game. Yeah, probably. But Kansas had all three timeouts. They stuffed OU, got the ball back, and were able to convert a couple fourth downs on that final drive to score. And our uh, OU's best linebacker, Danny Stutzman, got hurt uh, in the first half. Their running back, Tawi Walker, who had run for, I think, over 100 yards in less than three quarters, he got his ankle messed up, so he didn't come back in that game, too. And, yeah, uh, Kansas has something, man. I mean, they're 6-2. and two. They're bowl eligible for the second year in a row, which is the first time in feels like 100 years that that's happened. And Lance Leipold's beaten Texas and OU in his first three seasons on the job. Like, that's incredible. I have a potentially controversial hypothesis slash question for you. I don't think you're going to like it, Carter. What if I told you, I know what happened a couple weeks ago, but Oregon is still the best team in the Pac-12? Well, since that Oregon-Washington game, both teams have gone in the complete opposite direction. Because no Oregon, like we said at the time, had a very good chance to win that game. So they still looked good for the most part in that game. And they've continued to look good since. I mean, they, they smothered Utah. Yeah, yeah, they beat the crap out of them in uh, Salt Lake City, too. So that's a key road, win, uh, key ranked road win for him, especially with the uh, college football playoff committee's first rankings coming out tonight. That'll definitely come into play. And then I was uh, in San Francisco this weekend, so I dragged all my friends with me to the Stanford-Washington game. And Washington is playing a very unserious brand of football right now. They are careless with the ball. They had two red zone turnovers when they had a chance to put away, a, I think, a, t- a Stanford team that had two wins going into that game. 
And their defense just kept letting a Stanford team that should not have st- stuck around, they let them stick around. Were they talking about Bruce Bochy there? I or? did. I wore my Rangers hat to that game and my Rangers sweater, and I went to the uh, uh, 49ers-Bengals game the next day. I got a lot of people uh, pointing out my hat saying, oh, we love Bochy, you know, we hope he, hope he does well. Awesome. So, did yeah. they have homes? The people okay. I talked to, I'm going to assume they did. It was we, very expensive to get into the 49ers game. We've so. been told, Kevin, by I, Mike, many times yeah. there's a large home, homeless population in San true. Francisco. No, I'm Carter, not disputing that. Carter was just on the main streets of mm. San Francisco, so we were just asking if <laughs> it was the same still. Okay, now you talked about unseriousness in the Pac-12. There is nothing less serious than USC Cal, which finished the first half after halftime. Of their game now. That doesn't make sense. I know. I know what you're thinking. That goes against all basic structure of a football game. Yeah. There is the first half, then the second half, then halftime, then the second half. In this game, they played all but one second of the first half. Did halftime, came back out, did the final second of the first half, immediately followed by the second half. You can't ignore though. They went to half. And they took their time out with them because when they came back out, obviously they needed to play, finish out the first half. They iced the kicker. Yes, they did. Before he kicked in the bottom of the first half slash start of the second half. Weird thing that they did. You ever thought how many people would really go watch the band if they just played on a random night? (laughs) Yeah, I've been in that band. Not a lot. Like they have like... 80,000 people oh, yeah. watching the band at these college games. If you're like, hey, you know what? We're not going to play at halftime. We're going to play on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Come watch <laughs> us at the stadium. It's probably probably not a lot of people that are going to be there. Nope. I take you to North Carolina State. Now, earlier Thurl Bailey in the day, <laughs> Steve Smith was on college game day talking about the upcoming Clemson-North Carolina State game. Noted Utah Ute alumni. And he said Clemson has been struggling. They're not the Clemson that we love over the years. But NC State, unfortunately, they're waiting for basketball to start. Well, NC State would go out and be victorious 24-17 over Clemson. On the CW. That's right. Which is super weird. Everything going well for Dabo then? Uh, no, man. If you have, we don't have the space to play the whole thing here. If you go out of your way to listen to Dabo taking five minutes out of his life to just talk down to somebody who's like, you're not going to talk to me like you're my, my daddy or I'm a 16-year-old. It's amazing. Okay, Tyler. Is, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. He kept saying that. He got angry oh, yeah. and angry as it He's went like, along. Look, Tyler, people like you are the problem. But I'm going to take you you in the media to the North Carolina State coach who had this to say after they won the game. Is it about their players? We'll get to that eventually. But first, there's this. Where does that faith come from? What do you see in that locker room on a day-to-day basis? Heart, spirit, love, perseverance, grit, all the stuff our world needs. Uh, tell Steve Smith in the studio, this ain't a basketball school. He can kiss my ass. Dang. I Steve like Smith it. was he's not gonna, in the studio. He's going to die. Steve Smith can throw hands. Yeah, and he is... He'll, he'll carry a grudge on. Wasn't he beefing with Jerry Judy like a couple weeks I, ago? I believe that is correct. So we'll see if this uh, if this beef continues. Now, Corey, I know what you're really here for. What about snowballs? Is that what you've been waiting to hear about? Is that a um, euphemism? It's a little no, early. No, it is not. Yes, yeah, that sounds like one. But 
it's a little early for that because it's only, I mean, I guess it's going to be 28 degrees tomorrow morning. morning. Yeah. Better watch out. Is Colorado State in their game against Air Force. Not only did they get penalized for it, the best part was the graphic. Colorado State, two penalties for 25 yards with a little thing that said 15 yards for throwing snowballs. I agree with that. Safety of the players on the field is very important. Also, I mean, was it the Dolphins-Bills that we saw last year where in the middle of a play, Tyreek Hill was trying to catch a ball and a snowball hit him in the helmet? And I think that's kind of a distraction in the middle of play. You can't throw anything from the stadium on the field to play, so you shouldn't be able to throw snowballs. And basically saying it's going to be a penalty is telling everybody in the fans, hey, look, don't do it or you're going to screw your team over. But you're going to tell a bunch of 18 to 21-year-olds to stop doing that? I feel like they're just going to throw more. Like, I watched that, I think it was Tennessee Ole Miss a couple years ago. when they, And I also think throwing uh, snowballs on the field is better than trash. Like, at least the snowballs might, you know, dissipate as they get on the ground instead of just leaving mustard bottles and beer cans all over the field. Carter Freeman, the eco-warrior. I always think that when a basketball coach... You recycle at home, Carter? Yes. In your face. Kevin is against recycling. No, 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 no. Hold on. No. Kevin's against a lot of no, things. No, 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 no. <laughs> I worked here for a while. Recycling. I figured that out. Corey is against recycling. No. He throws all the stuff in the recycling bin and says they can figure it I out. I think if it could be recycled, if there's a chance, if there's a question, I say uh-huh. go ahead and put it in the recycling bin because why would I want to put that back into the earth instead of reusing it? <laughs> if it could be. Is I'm that- not saying everything. <laughs> Because <laughs> I look, man, I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Hey, throw that broccoli in the recycling." That's not that goes into the earth. All right. All right. Let's go from that. That's how you make more broccoli. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I'm just learning. Hold on. Do you think more broccoli comes from Corey planting his old broccoli that he didn't eat? No, it goes back into the earth and then becomes sprouts. rich soil. <laughs> sprouts. Broccoli tree. Yeah, broccoli tree. Broccoli plants. It grows. Kevin, how do you think He's you like grow the broccoli? Green you think giant, it's just man. made? Broccoli already looks like a tree. Carter, as they have thinks, to stay. You do not. Kevin so thinks it's 3D choose printed. your words wisely. You think they just 3D print the broccoli? Is that how, how we get that our broccoli ha- filled? That could absolutely happen. It won't. Do you want to talk about Pittsburgh or do you want to talk about something else entirely? Uh, Pittsburgh, like as in the Panthers? Yes. No, the Steelers. This is college football, man. I just don't know anything about this this year's pit team that I actually want to talk about. So oh, yes, I'm, I'm a huge Steelers fan. Oh, well, yeah, there is that. Tony Dorsett, Dan Marino, <laughs> Dewan Blair, Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Oh, AD. Now, <laughs> Pat Narduzzi, their head coach, the sideline reporter for Fox. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> That is not who Tom I'm talking Ducci. about. Gotcha. Thank you very much. I think that's Pat Sajak. <laughs> what? You cannot think that's Pat Sajak. I'm not falling we'll for this. Tell them what to think. Is they lost to Notre Dame 58-7. to Oh, close game. Here's what their head coach <laughs> decided to come out and say. Hey, it was a tough day, something like that. No. Quote, as a football coach, you lose a lot of good players from a year ago and you think as a coach you're going to replace them. And obviously we haven't. I don't know Kenny if that is exactly the message you want. Multiple pit players afterwards tweeted out things like, huh? And it's a crazy world we live in. And a lot of things back at their coach who said, yeah, 
We lost a lot of players. I thought we got good ones. We didn't. Oh, man. That's my bad. That is not the nicest way to talk about your team. It really isn't. And it was two years ago that it was Kenny Pickett, right? And that had they had, yeah. they went 11 and 2 on the ACC. So it's not even like last year's team was, you know, all that to write home about. So he's yeah. on quite the downward uh, trend right now there at Pitt. Yeah. Uh, I actually, Oops. he was a former uh, Michigan State coordinator. He was their defensive coordinator in the early 2010s. I think just the way that Pitt's going, if he is to leave, I think he'd be a top choice for to uh, replace uh, Mel Tucker at Michigan State. You probably have a different interview process right now. Is you like, ah, how do you interact with women? And that's probably a big part of the Michigan State interview process. As it should right be. Now. I'd like to think yeah, that then they, they just threw up, you know, what they threw up on their video board two weeks ago. So they still don't seem to really, <sighs> seems like they don't care a whole that lot. That was the Hitler question, if you remember, Mike. And I got it wrong. Yeah, I don't know if that was totally the point of oh. that story, but I appreciate your input nonetheless. We're the KNC Masterpiece. Thank now you, I know. as always. Austria? That's half the battle. Australia. Whoa. Yes, Austria. Austria. Jay Glazer is saying the 49ers have agreed to a deal for Chase Young. Oh, that sounds good. He stunk at football ever <laughs> since his rookie year. So we talked about Montez Sweat being traded earlier. So the 49ers picking up Chase Young. Let's investigate that a little bit more. We'll chit-chat with those fellows from the G-Bag Nation. Thank you very much, Carter Freeman. Always appreciate you in these segments. Coming up next, Crosstalk. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage get cox internet powered by fiber with america's fastest download speeds it's internet built for tomorrow today cox always building better cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions may apply analysis by ukulele speed test intelligence data fixed median download speeds usq3 2023 celebrate and save at ashley's anniversary sale with hot buys your choice of color starting at just 3.99 ashley sleep mattresses starting at 250 plus receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like stearns and foster tempur-pedic purple and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at ashley subject to credit approval no minimum purchase required minimum monthly payment down payment tax and delivery may be required see store for details knc masterpiece right here on 105.3 the fan thank you again to all the folks on the truckwreck.com text line who've been rocking with us all day long thank you much to the youtubers to the twitchers we got so much feedback today and right now Courtesy of DNM leasing, it is time for our chit chat with those fellas from the G Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Awesome, Haggy. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I know there's a lot of interesting sports things happening, but I want to skip all that for now if we can. Earlier in the show, Mike Bassick made the very passionate statement that Halloween is overrated. So I wanted to get y'all's take on Halloween, if it's rated properly, overrated, and perhaps what is the most overrated holiday. 
I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, uh, I think for adults it's not as great. But I remember as a kid it being just an amazing time, you know. Uh, especially if you grew up in the 80s. So I, I feel like kids today are spoiled and they're getting candy all the dang time. But back then, it was special. You know, I mean, fast food was an, a special occasion in the 80s. Uh, so I have, very, true. I have very fond memories of it. Uh, and, uh, you know, I have it somewhere around fourth or fifth. Okay. Okay. Is that properly rated, Mike? Fourth or fifth, you think? I think so. Obviously, Mickey got me because he said Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is way That's overrated. That's the most overrated And I was holiday. like, you're probably yeah. right. Too I much just, stress. For Valentine's Day. I just feel like at this point, why don't I just go to Target, buy two big bags of candy, and not hand them out to kids, just give them to my kids. If everybody yeah. just did that, everybody would have our candy, and then we'd be done with it. I think there's a fun social aspect of going out and trick-or-treating with your friends when you're growing up. I like the haunted houses, uh, and certainly when you're a single guy and you grow up, who doesn't love going out there and seeing all the fun Halloween costumes? What you do know, you that's mean a by great, that? Please elaborate aspect on that. Of it. No, your timeline's full of that, Hagee. Don't yeah, lie. I feel <laughs> like you, you know you know what we're talking about here. You know the sexy cat, yeah. the nurse. Uh, and then, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of fun elements of Halloween. Velma. Does that do it for you? Velma definitely ended up becoming the best of all the Scooby-Doo characters you once know, Halloween there, rolled around. There are two, days, there are two days that really do <laughs> provide a great opportunity to dress um, in Moore. what, you oh know, Grandma God, would probably be so scandalous. And that's, that's Halloween and then uh, well, St. Patrick's Day out of nowhere turned into yeah. dress like a, a however you'd like uh, to, to attract somebody. Because one morning I was driving in on like a sat Sunday morning for a show here. And I saw like three girls just—I mean, they, they had been, been out all night uh, no. for St. Patrick's Day. It's, it's Dawson. To what Corey said, rolling in there like the Kool-Aid man. And he goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just really, I just really enjoyed that contribution to the conversation. St. Patrick's Day did get amazing. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, yeah it lots did. of stuff happens. Yeah. The Guinness is flowing, eating baked potatoes, sure. and there's beer wenches. Uh huh. Sure. The the other thing is like there's a there's always a house that you are not going to send your kid to right does everybody uh, yeah. there's like the Scrooge there's, house there's a house in the neighborhood where everybody's like but we don't go to that how do you house. become that house uh i think it's whenever like lights off lights Turn are the lights off. off the yeah. lawn is unkept yeah there's weedy flower beds it's the kids one, not might not be coming back it's, it's the one where the, the bushes oh, and shrubs no. the bushes and shrubs have grown so far out into the yard that no. they just cover the door up and you're like i don't know what I, if i can even see my kid up there anymore so there's that one and then yeah. that one guy who's a little wired you know you're like he you don't know what he's gonna do tonight i've thought about doing this and i think i'd get in trouble i've gotten oh, in God. trouble before the people that have overgrown trees right next to the house, and they're not even like good trees. They're, we call them trash trees. Mm. If you just had a chainsaw, not on <laughs> Halloween night, that would be scary. <laughs> but if you just during the day on a Saturday, like you just see this house and you just knock on the door and say, hey, I'm going to clean up your house so people can kind of see your house. I and don't have any money to give you. Right, but you just be like, no, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to oh. knock down these yeah. bushes and mm. these trees yeah. and just get your Rake house it all out for you. decent. Yeah. There's a guy that does that on TikTok. He just goes Most to wants. random houses and cleans up their yard for him. Does a great yeah. job. Makes it look nice. Are your pants inside out? I'd probably yeah. go with an electric pole saw myself, Mike, for a Is job there a like reason that. that your pants are inside out? And a, and a black and decker electric chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. 
My but favorite. So, there's houses in my neighborhood yeah. that you're just like, I don't think that's that bad of a looking house, but we've it does look bad <laughs> by nothing. Like you're doing no maintenance at all. Then you find out yeah. they have no blinds, and that's mm-hmm. why they were using their trees as blinds. And I they just see them walking around naked in there. For I don't think oh. it's that. I just assume that they're like drug dealers. Yeah. And they're trying to have everything covered up in their house because they're either making drugs in there or dealing drugs in there. You see that too. Mike, are you are you kind of the fake guy for Halloween handing out candy? Oh, look what we are today. Are you one of those There's guys? No way. No, so we you don't even fake it. Dude. That's a stupid no. turns the light off. Yeah, yeah, lights are off at our house. Oh, we, really? We you don't use, even hand out candy? No, because usually we go to a house. There's on our in Oak Cliff. There's a street, Colorado, that is just oh, jammed. Yeah, packed. got a lot of pretty homes. And so yeah. we go to one of our friends' house who has a house there, and uh, my sister-in-law lives close to there. So we usually hang out there. Now, I'm working the Ranger game tonight, so I don't have to do Halloween at oh, all. Oh, you volunteered, didn't you? So I'm out. So yeah. I get to, you know, watch the you Ranger did. You game. volunteered. You did. But, you said, I, I, yeah, I'll be happy to do that. Yeah, sure. You don't even have to pay me tonight. Yeah. Will you, and this is the deal, if you're a Ranger <laughs> fan, how much no. are you getting out of your seat to then go greet and hand out candy yeah. while the game is on? It There's could some be a, rock, paper, scissors going on I, there. I, I got wife on duty. Okay, yeah, so that's man. great. Or you've got to plan this to where you guys do it at like six o'clock. You go out seven. there for like thirty to forty-five yeah. minutes. That, yeah, exactly. That's so what we're doing with the block party. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I think absolutely. the T. I like what you were talking about with the like the outdoor fire pit and yes. the TVs. I yes. think that's sitting. The, I, th- that's the, always fun. Sitting you, the uh, the Brad Sham rocking chair. The front hand out, hand out candy. Yeah, you got to get the yard party going. That's always We went and bought our own. Me and Eric, we do. We take them to remotes. we carry them into the stadium. We carry our own chairs in the stadium now. Been a game changer. It absolutely has. This is why you got to turn it on, leave it on. There are people feverishly texting in, which we appreciate about Chase Young. We talked about that in the last segment. Chase Young. 49ers, right? Getting traded to the 49ers for a conditional third round pick. Let's find out what they gave him. That's not important, though. Okay. No. Everybody okay. wants to know why Eric's pants are inside out. Okay. Yes, I want to know that too. Somebody texted in. Somebody's twallowing. They're like, is Eric's pants inside out? I'm like, when was yeah. the last time Chase Young was good at football, by the way? He's been better, he, a lot he, better this the, year. The health issues, man. Health, He's been man. so banged up. But yeah, the, out of college, I thought he was going to be incredible. His rookie year was yeah, great. Yeah. My mama says Chase Young's the devil. Because you're Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Mud dogs. So I had a coach in high school that would wear his sweatpants inside out frequently, <laughs> unless it was extremely cold outside. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Because you know, you're you're you have the fleece on the inside of your sweatpants that keep you warm when you really need to be warm. But when you get inside, oftentimes it's it's actually too hot hmm. at that oh. point. So you go inside That's out with the sweatpants, and it's yeah, actually so it's, less uh, hot. Like I feel great uh, inside right uh, now. If I had the fleece on me, I'd probably get in a little swamp ass. Why, up why don't we you don't want any of that? Why don't you just admit you didn't do it the right way today? <laughs> no, I, woke up I, this you know, I admit when I don't do it the right way with my you socks. Mean, I'm actually nailing it with the socks today. I got matching socks. You, oh, you actually? I'm like do. in my bag today. You yeah. actually do. I think the streak is over. I'm like it was, you had a Cal Ripken it. streak running on them socks. I know. Yeah. Yesterday I had the bright yellow and the blue. They didn't yeah. even somewhat get close there. Not even close. But yeah, that's an intentional thing. I, I recommend you try it because you get a little bit sweaty with your sweatpants inside. Inside is not as cold as outside. So you before you go back them? out, yeah. yeah. No, I don't them? switch it because it's like, hey, a 10-second walk to my car, not worth the whole to-do about the switcheroo. You know, but if I'm going to be outside in the cold for an extended period, mm. absolutely, man. Yeah. Switch it. Okay. What does your wife think about this? She's very anti-everything about the way I, I wear clothes. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah. She well. Yeah. But what about what, what about when you don't work? What about when you pretty she, she only has, okay. she only has two issues. Uh, that's with me debatable right now. Yeah. Uh, her only two issues are when you wear clothes and when you don't. Those yeah. are her only two issues. With Otherwise, you. she digs me, man. What do you guys got coming up on the program today? Pure goal is always Heggy. Thanks for asking. And I believe we're going to talk with David Murphy at four. That ain't happening. There's no phones working up here. Hey. Uh, All right, well, you know, are you freaking kidding me? Through the phone, dude. What are you talking Hopefully. about? Hopefully. We got cans and strings, Mike. We'll, be we'll just mail it in then. We'll get that all taken care of. Our whole show was about Don't David Don't plan Murphy on any did. human being calling on the phones. That's way too high technology for our building. We're the KNC hey. Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Of the devil. It make, looks good in here. Make your way back with us tomorrow, <laughs> 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105 Through the Fan. Say, call me. Yeah, thanks a lot. I got a meeting with the bosses after oh, this. Yeah, Mike, really appreciate that. Reading Rocket. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is Electrified Diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.